2: And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on charter cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast, channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And from 5 to 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Cali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, Sings wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or some to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To begin our musical program, members of the church choir will sing an uplifting song titled Praise Song, led by Emilia Hahn. What a wonderful way to keep our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ close in our hearts and binds with this song to praise Him each and every day. Call upon the church band to play a rendition of To Cross a River under the direction of George Julie. Today is Emilia Hahn, who will sing a delightful song entitled He's Still Working On Me. When we diligently let the Lord have His way in our daily lives, like a potter and we as the clay, the Lord has a master plan fashioned by His loving hands to mold and shape us into what we ought to be. With His loving care, He loves us and helps us when we pray.
3: He's still on me, to make me what I ought to be, it took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars, how loving and patient he must be, he's still working on me, there really ought to be a sign upon my heart, don't judge him yet, There's an unfinished part But I'll be perfect just according to his plan Fashioned by the master's loving hand. He's still working on me To make me what I ought to be It took him just a week to make the moon and stars The sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars How loving and patient he must be Still working on me in the mirror of his word. Reflections that I see make me wonder. He never gave up on me, but he loves me as I am and helps me when I pray. Remember, he's the potter and the clay. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. A loving ambition he must be, he's still working on me, he's still working on me, to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter Mars, a loving ambition he must be, he's still working on, he's still working on, he's still working
2: on me. Our church choir will sing their second number for us entitled, Sweet, Sweet Song of Salvation. Oh, what a joy it is to be able to share God's love and his sweet message of salvation, full and free. a beautiful rendition of What a Friend We Have in Jesus on the auto Harp. Yes, saints and friends, Jesus is a friend we can count on. Who is there to comfort, strengthen, and lift us up? When we need a friend, we know we can always call on Him. Signs of the times are all around us, of our Lord and Savior's return. We want to be ready, blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and living the life, waiting for His triumphant return to call these people home. Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn Abing reminds us through this song, Redemption joyeth nigh." How much closer His coming is today. This song is dedicated to Mrs. Marika Halehoe of Oahu, Hawaii. May the Lord pour out His bountiful blessings upon you, press on and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a joyful Sunday afternoon, Marie.
0: So sure.
4: A lot. and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KQTA TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Oakland, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on time Warner cable 503 in New York City. IF YOU'D LIKE TO KNOW MORE ABOUT THE GOSPEL WORK AND VIEW A KINGDOM OF GOD CRUSADE telecast IN ITS ENTIRETY, PLEASE VISIT OUR WEBSITE ON JESUSCOMINGSOON.ORG. AND NOW, CONCERNING OUR SCHEDULE OF GOSPEL SERVICES HERE IN OUR STATE, HAWAII, SERVICES ARE HELD AT THE TEMPLE EVERY TUESDAY AND FRIDAY AT 7 P.M. ON SUNDAY, GOSPEL SERVICES START AT 10 A.M. AND DIVINE HEALING SERVICES AT 7 P.M. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m., and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m., except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald v. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mintanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Dear telecast viewers, thank you for your regular
2: contributions and support of the Lord's weekly telecast. It is through your generosity that we are able to present the first of the two-part sermon message entitled, People the Church Could Do Without. Some may say we need every member of the body of Christ, and the church needs the help of everyone. While that is true, the Lord needs the help from all those whose hearts are right and those willing to put their shoulders to the gospel wheel in progressing the Lord's work forward. Proverbs 5.33 says it best, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is stressed throughout the Word of God. It is from the heart that the mouth speaks. We as a child of God are only able to keep our hearts with all diligence through the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Jesus Christ describes it this way in Luke six forty-five: A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth fruit that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Therefore, with this in mind, there are people whom the church would be better off without. Paul said in Philippians 3, 15 to 18, let therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. He not is an enemy of the cross, he is an enemy of the church. And the church would be better off without such enemies. We hope and pray none of you come out, come under this category. Now let's focus on the eight kinds of people whom the church could do without. First, the church could do without unfaithful people. Sometimes you read an obituary in the paper which says that the late person was a member of a particular church. And someone may say, that's certainly a surprise to me. I never saw him in church. He probably never paid his tithes, was never involved in God's work, and maybe was never baptized, according to Acts 2.38. Consequently, the church does not miss him, neither does the congregation. And one may conclude that he was unfaithful. The way to be a good witness is to be faithful. Many cannot sing, preach, or teach, but every single one of us can be faithful. Hebrews 11, 6 tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and He is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. That's where reward comes in. Revelations two ten also says in part, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Second, the church could do without people living sinful lives. Instead of being role models to the world, they're being reproached to the church. Any member who lives in sin hurts the church. A bl- unbeliever wants an excuse for not being a true born-again Christian. He wants to justify his sinful ways. Thus, he measures himself by one who is not living the life and says, I am as good as that church member. Therefore, I must be right. We are the only gospel the sinner will read. And they look for Jesus Christ in the way we live our life. Jesus Christ said in Acts 1 8, but he shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And he shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth. A witness is a person who sees something happen, and therefore can say truly, it did happen. A witness is also one who testifies on behalf of another. When a man is on trial, a lawyer can bring in a character witness to testify on behalf of his client. And both the client and the case benefit from the testimony. Well, Jesus Christ needs witnesses. And the best ones are those whose lives testify to his saving grace. For by grace we are saved. It is the gift of God. Thus, television viewers, if you are a member of God's family and there is sin in your life, your testimony counts against Jesus Christ and his church. Therefore, the Apostle Paul tells us how to live a good Christian life in Colossians 3 5 10. Mortify therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when he lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy communication out of your mouth. Note. Profanity seems to occupy the order of day in these times we are living. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and then have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Therefore, put off evil, all evil desires. No church member is perfect, but each can try to live a good life and glorify our Father which is in heaven. At this time, let us pause here and go to the gospel of the kingdom of God. Yes, television viewers, we need the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. And Jesus describes in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Reading on in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word again is inserted because God knows we were born once of our physical parents. Jesus Christ says in verse 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Being born again may sound strange to you. To explain this, let's see what the Bible has to say. For God's word is very realistic. It teaches that no one can gain entrance into heaven by good works, as explained in Titus 3, 4 to 5. After that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, But according to His mercy, He saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our personal experiences teach us that we all have broken God's laws and have not done the best we could do. We, by nature, are described as being dead in trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God, or as having not life. Just as a body without physical life is declared physically dead, so a person separated from the life of God is described in the Bible as being spiritually dead. Being dead in trespasses and sins, we cannot hope to enter into heaven. We need new lives, cleansed from sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to be restored to fellowship with God. We must be born into a new life. We must be born again. Jesus Christ came to bring us this new life, as He says in John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. This means full joy and true happiness. When we are born again, we receive new life in Jesus Christ, which is happier and fuller than the life we had before. We cannot bring about new birth by our own efforts any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is a new spiritual start that God initiates and completes. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus and apart from the spiritual rebirth, we remain outside of God's family. The essence of being born again is addressed in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized therein. Going down into the water, being buried in water, and then coming up out of the water. This is the Lord's way of being born again. The definition of the term baptism is to dip, to plunge, or immerse. Therefore, sprinkling or pouring water over a person is not correct according to God's word. To be born of the Spirit refers to being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit, Evidence by speaking in the unknown tongue, to signify according to the Bible that you have received the Holy Spirit. The instructions in Acts 2.30 have prove the true baptism. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is confirmed in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name but the heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We find that, one, the name of the Father is Jesus. He said in John 5, 43, I am come in my Father's name. Two, the name of the Son is Jesus. Matthew 1:21 says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And three, the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus, confirmed in John 14:26, whom the Father will send in my name. According to God's Word, Jesus Christ is the only saving name. There is only one name, one baptism, one faith, one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one God, and Father of us all. Let us now return our focus to today's sermon topic. Thirdly, the church could do without. People who emulate others and strive for the highest position. Nothing is more repugnant as politics within the church with members jockeying for position and prestige. Many who were not able to receive recognition quit the church because they refused to take any insignificant position. Someone said there are four great articles in the Christian Creed, one of which is humility. Keep low and humble at the foot of the cross, and in due time the Lord will lift you up, for the way up is down. The disciple had a dispute about who should be the greatest in God's kingdom. Jesus rebuked them in Matthew 9, 37. And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that he disputed among yourselves by the way? But they held their peace. For the way they had disputed among themselves, who should be the greatest? And he sat down and called the twelve, and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. Jesus Christ always hears our words, and also those are every thought and move. He implies you must be simple, teachable, and trustful. Do your best for him in humble assignments, and you won't have to worry about promotions. Fourthly, the church could do without people with destructive criticism there is constructive criticism and there is destructive criticism. When one feels there is something wrong in the church and thus calls members aside to offer criticism, that is destructive criticism. When another having the same feeling first seeks out the pastor or leader and then takes it to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer, we can conclude that to be constructive criticism. Church leaders as well as the congregation are not perfect, but neither is anyone else. Why should anyone talk about the splinter in someone else's eye? when there is a piece of timber in his or her own eye. Matthew 7 through 5 teaches us that truth. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how would thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Some said the church, that church membership is composed of four kinds of bones. One, the wishbones, who spend all the time wishing others would do the work. Two, the jawbones, who do a great deal of talking but little else. The knucklebones, bones, who knock everything other, everything other members are trying to do. And fourthly, the backbones, who get under the load and do the work. Which kind of bone member are you? Fifthly, the church could do without people who are gossip mongers. The Bible says that the church will always have this kind of people. James 3, 5 to 6 explains this in a, this way. Even so the tongue is a little member and the bull great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defied the whole body and set it on fire the cost of nature and is set on fire of hell. Like a spark, the tongue can cause great iniquity and mischief. It can save one's whole body and affect the course of nature, which influences our very lives. Such people pick up a little gospel, roll it under their tongues a few times, enlarge it, and send it on its way via phone, letters, email, and so forth. Well, if someone does wrong, what should we do? Should we remain silent and pray about the matter? Paul gives us a solution to these questions in Galatians 6.1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Verse two addresses the burdens such as sorrow, misfortune, and so forth, which can be shared. Bury one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse five speaks of the personal burden that cannot be shared. And it's painful to bear, for every man shall bear his own burden. The term restore in verse 1 also means to reset, like the resetting of a bone by a surgeon. Thus, when someone does wrong, seek to restore rather than to tear down. We must pull up and not push down. Sixthly, the church could do without. People who say it can't be done. The church is no place for pessimism. Always maintain a positive attitude towards God's mission on earth. What he has promised to do, he will do. A prime example occurred with the dedication of Our Branch Church in President Rojas, Mindanao, Cotabato, Philippines. As usual, the knockers who said, how can these poor people build a church? They don't even have enough to feed themselves. The saints who believed in the reality of a house of worship were persecuted but kept their faith and petitioned to the Lord in daily prayer to provide their needs for construction of the church. Through it all, the believing group worked and the unbelieving group stood by saying, it can't be done. After eight months, the building was completed. All the workers who put their shoulders to the desk were rewarded, even as the knocker stood aside to the very end, murmuring and complaining. The prison Branch Church was filled to overflowing on the day of dedication Saturday, April the 22nd, 1995. This once-in-a-lifetime event enabled the Apostolic Affairs Church, in a way, to have its second branch church outside the boundaries of the United States, thus fulfilling another significant historical milestone. The contractor for the complex was our own, though the Clifford Swartz, now retired, the former liaison, pastor Swartz of the Cotabada branch, who headed the construction without compensation. The work the was fantastic and awesome, and the pessimists received the shock of their lives. Therefore, never say, it can't be done. For with the Lord, all things are possible. He owns all the gold, silver, and cattle upon a thousand hills. Seventh, and lastly, the church could do without lazy people. An ox and a meal worked together. One day, the ox decided that he would not go to work. Therefore, he remained in the barn. That night he said to the mule, did the boss say anything about my not working today? The mule answered, no, he didn't say anything. But I noticed he had a long talk with the butcher on the way home. God does not use lazy people. Checking the Bible, you find that he called only busy people into his service, to preach, to teach, and to pray. To get something done, don't ask one who is idle or lazy. Ask a busy person to do it instead. Proverbs 19.24 provides exhortation, a lazy man buries his hand in the dish and will not so much as bring it to his mouth. Just imagine being too lazy, even to feed oneself. Certain people are too lazy to come to church, to attend prayer services, and to get involved in the church, choir, orchestra, or band, so forth. Jesus Christ tells us to work while it is day, for the night cometh and man can work no more. We should work hard when we are in the prime of life, using our stamina for the time comes when our energy and strength will be cut off by old age. Learn to work and especially learn to work with others. 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 advises us by saying, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. The Lord Jesus Christ is expecting us to do our best for him. So when we see him in heaven, we'll hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Eighth, the church could do without overly sensitive people. There are certain people who are mature in age, have good common sense, and yet we are forced to walk on pins and needles unless we say something that will hurt their feelings. We can say the same thing to 100 people, and 99 will be all right with it. But the one overly sensitive person will become angry. James 3, 1-2 addresses the issue, saying, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bribe his whole body. We all make mistakes and no one is perfect. However, there are some in every congregation who carry hurt feelings and do not ask the Lord to help them get over it. At times, some will not come to church because their feelings were hurt as a youngster. Let us serve the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, daily, seeking to overcome those things of the past and striving to do our best to become people the church could not do without, which is our time for next week's second half of this two-part sermon. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecasts, presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComesSoon.org. Until our next telecast is your host, Head Pastor Billy Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of his hands. Our church band will now close the program with this uplifting tune entitled, Looking for That Blessed Hope. <laughs>
0: The seating program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith
1: Church.